Tonight I'll be preaching from the book of Mark, Mark's Gospel, chapter 4, and I'll be reading from verse 21 to verse 25. Mark, chapter 4, and verse number 21. The Bible says, And he said unto them, Is a candle brought to be put under a bushel or under a bed, and not to be set on a candlestick? For there is nothing hid which shall not be manifested, neither was anything kept secret, but that it should come abroad. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. And he said unto them, Take heed what ye hear. With what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you. And unto you that hear shall more be given. For he that hath to him shall be given. And he that hath not from him shall be taken even that which he hath. Let us pray. Father, we thank you once again for your precious word. Thank you for the privilege to hear from you, dear Lord, and we thank you that your word is true, it is powerful, it is potent, it is relevant to our daily lives. We thank you for the fact that you are still working in a special way. We thank you for the testimonies and how we are hearing firsthand of the great things that you're doing in the lives of your people. We ask for your continued blessings. Use your word tonight to continue to strengthen and challenge our hearts to continue on in our walk with you. And if there's someone who does not know you as personal Lord and Savior, may tonight be the night of their salvation. May every believer be challenged and strengthened to take a closer walk with you. Give me the words you'll have me to say. May they be a source of strength and encouragement tonight. And we'll give you the honor and glory for you alone are worthy of it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for standing. You may be seated. I'm sure you would all agree with me that there is a difference between hearing and listening. We hear with our ears, but listening requires comprehension. It requires thought, and it even requires a response. It's the reason that you and I could have heard something said five seconds ago and not be able to recall what was just said. I find as a parent this particularly happens when you are speaking to children and they're engaged in a video game or they're engaged on their phone or they're watching television and you said something and all you heard is, huh? They cannot tell you what you just said because they heard your voice, but they were not engaged in listening. I'm not here to pick on our children, as sometimes I guess they cringe, because I find myself in the same category. Sometimes your spouse is talking to you and you heard what she said, but you have to play it off because you're hoping she repeats because you really didn't listen closely enough. It's the human element. Jesus himself talked a lot throughout his earthly ministry about listening, about hearing. And I believe this is what he was referring to as you read the Gospels and you would hear him after a teaching session or a parable that was given. 
he would make this statement. He that had ears to hear, let him hear. Jesus was not just talking about hearing. He was not just talking about the ability of these organs that we have called ears just to receive sound. He was talking about our response to what we heard. He was talking about whether we comprehended what was heard, processed it enough to respond accordingly. You see, my friends, hearing involves doing something based on what you heard. So when Jesus says, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear, he was saying, he that hath ears to hear, let him respond to what he heard in a positive way. He was saying, don't let it be that you just processed what was heard, and as we would say, it went in one ear and out the next. By the way, that's just, that's just uh, figurative, right? We don't have a channel connecting one ear to the next, and it's like a pipe it went in one ear and out, <laughs> out the other. That's just simply saying you, you heard, and it just disappeared from your consciousness. We do a lot of hearing, don't we? We come to church week after week. And in our services, we hear messages and we hear encouragements by way of testimonies. We hear a lot. By the end of this service tonight, so, so far for this year alone, you would have heard 29 Sunday evening messages. Almost a hundred messages if you've been here Sunday morning and Sunday night for the year. The question is, how much those messages have been processed to the point where there is not just hearing that took place, but a response? Is there active listening? Is there comprehension? Has the preaching brought about a change in attitude, behavior, or direction in life? It's only when that happens are you doing the kind of hearing that Jesus spoke about. Jesus repeated this phrase on a number of occasions because Jesus understood that responding to the word required not just hearing, but doing. And I want to preach a message tonight entitled, The Importance of Being a Doer of the Word. And the importance of being a doer of the Word. We understand uh, that in James, uh, James speaking on this very matter, says be not just hearers of the Word, but doers as well. And tonight I want to share with you very briefly three important principles of hearing the word. And when I say hearing the word, I, I'm referring to the fact that we have to hear, 
process, and respond. And your response may be a positive one. It may be a negative one. And in either case, these principles that I'll share with you tonight apply. And I want you to jot down, first of all, notice this. And for those of us who are in this place, we are privileged to hear the word week after week, line upon line, precept upon precept. Listen, we have no excuse when it comes to the word of God because I believe that we get it straight. But there's a danger when it comes to having access to so much truth. Notice the first thing I want you to jot down, that you and I are accountable for what we hear. You're accountable. We are accountable for what we hear. Look at what the Bible says, Jesus speaking in verse number 24. He said unto them, take heed what? What ye hear. Take heed what ye hear. Understand, Jesus was saying, in other words, be cautious about what you hear because what you hear will affect you. Notice, when it comes to what we hear, understand that we have a responsibility to ensure, responsibility rather, to ensure that we hear truth, that we are hearing right things. We do ourselves a disservice when we allow our ears to be exposed over and over to falsehood, to garbage, to things that are not profitable. You know why that's important? Jesus was saying, listen, take responsibility for what you hear because what you hear, if you hear falsehood, you hear error, after a while, you will begin to believe it. We've seen time and time again examples of individuals who would have grown up in a household where they taught the truth, exposed to the truth of the church of God, and go off and go off to colleges where they're taught otherwise by some professor and they come back proclaiming there is no God. That's a result of hearing falsehood. It's so important that we pay attention to what we hear. That's the reason why Gossip is not profitable. You know, I often wonder, why is it that gossip seems to be so juicy when it's filled with so much fallacy? You ever played that game in school where you're told one story and you go around a circle, and by the time you get around the circle, I mean, the thing that you heard doesn't even sound anything like the original and I'm amazed that when people gossip and they, they share a story, I mean, somehow people share gossip as if it's gospel. But let me tell you, listen, you ever heard the term? You know we say, we, we're talking to somebody. Listen, I ain't asking you, no. I'm telling you. But they weren't there if somebody else told them. 
But they share it with such conviction. And my friend, we have to be accountable for what we hear. We got to guard these ears. Because what comes to our ears affects our thoughts. You ever realize somebody acting a particular way to you? You have no idea why they're behaving that way to you. You and have never had any conversation, but they heard something from somebody else, and even though they might not have controlled whether they heard it or not, it's affecting their thoughts, and now they affect their, their, their responding to you in a way that seems like there's a problem. Why? We have to be responsible and accountable for what we hear. That's why when people come to you with garbage, listen, tell them, listen, put that in the trash, not here. Because it will affect you. Jesus says, be accountable. Look what he says. Take heed what he hear. He's here, first of all, saying you have to ensure that you allow your ears to receive truth, right things. But he was also, when it comes to being accountable for what you hear, he was also encouraging and admonishing in being accountable, not just to hear right things, but in being accountable to ensure that you respond to truth. So he was saying that when you hear truth, understand that the ball is now in your court to respond based on the truth that you just heard. So the more truth that you hear, you become more and more responsible for proper action. That's why James chapter 4 and verse 17 says, Therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. It means then that if you're in a good church where you're hearing the truth of God's word week after week, it means then that you are held in greater accountability to do right and to respond to what you heard. And it means as well that there's a greater judgment having been exposed to more truth. This is the reason why we are to Avoid the tendency to compare spirituality with someone else based on our own measuring stick of what we perceive are right and wrong things. You know why? Because to whom much is given, much is required. So Jesus, first of all, admonishes here that we are accountable for what we hear. But notice, secondly, when it comes to this matter of hearing, you acquire wisdom once you heed. Look back at verse number 24. Look at what Jesus says. He says, take heed what ye hear. You're accountable. But notice the second part. He says, with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you. And unto you that hear shall more be given. When it comes to this matter of hearing truth, Jesus is saying, you will grow in wisdom accordingly based on your response. 
to it if you respond positively. He says, with what measure ye meet. What was he saying? He was saying, if you hear the truth and you respond positively to it, the more positively you respond to truth, the wiser you become. In math, we call this direct relationship. It's the same principle in sowing and reaping. The more you sow, the more you reap. You work on a job and you're paid by the hour. The more you work, the more pay you get. There's a direct relationship. The less hours you work, the less compensation you receive. The less you sow, the less you reap. Jesus is saying, he says, accordingly. He says, what measure you meet. So it means then, the more you hear and you respond positively to what you hear, your wisdom increases. It's a very important principle to understand when it comes to this matter of hearing. We don't get wiser based on just hearing more truth. We get wiser based on responding positively to the truth that we hear. You acquire wisdom once you heed accordingly. And notice, this is very, very interesting to me as well. The more wisdom you have, the more you're going to receive. Look at what he says in verse number 25. For he that hath, to him shall be given. Now that seems, does that seem unfair? It's not. It's a principle. I see this principle working similarly when it comes to the matter of money. You realize that banks work like this and institutions, financial institutions. The more money you have, the more easily they make it for you to receive more money. You realize that? If you have money, it's easy for you to get a loan. But if you don't have money, it's more difficult for you to get a loan. People who have more money take more risk with their money because they have something to fall back on. So they seem to take more risk and their risk may pay off and so they have more because they have more. Or they get more because they have more. But that same principle works with the, this matter of wisdom. If you have more wisdom, God actually gives you more wisdom as you put your wisdom to use. So people with wisdom put the wisdom to work and gain more wisdom. That's what Jesus says, for he that hath, to him shall be given. You know what that tells me? It's a bad thing not to have wisdom. Because wisdom produces wisdom. Very important principle when it comes to this matter of hearing. You acquire wisdom once you heed. That is why it's very sobering that when we hear the truth of God's word, that we respond in obedience to what God says. Because God, as it were, opens our eyes spiritually. We gain more understanding, and the more understanding we gain, the more we see things and we see life clearly the way God would have us to see. You acquire wisdom once you hear. But notice finally, and this is a very sobering thought as it relates to this matter of hearing. 
you will be abased if you choose to harden your heart. You see, my friend, when it comes to this matter of hearing, it's not just, well, as much as God has given us the ability to choose how we want to respond, there's a consequence to not responding positively to truth. Look at what Jesus said here in verse number 25. He says, For he that hath to him shall be given. But look at the next part of this verse. And he that hath, what? Not. From him shall be taken even that which he hath. He says, when it comes to this matter of hearing, if you don't abound in truth and wisdom, you will lose even the little wisdom that you have. He says you lose what you are given. And my friend, I'll tell you this. One of the things that I always want to guard against in my life, and I fear this for anybody, is a lack of spiritual eyesight. A lack of spiritual wisdom. An inability to see and make decisions in accordance with the word of God. It's a scary thing to engage and to witness an individual who does not comprehend truth even when it's staring them right in the face. You know what that's a sign of? That's a sign of a hardened heart. That's a sign of someone who has been exposed to the truth and has rejected it time and time and time and time again and has gotten to a point where they cannot comprehend truth. It doesn't make sense. You might be speaking wisdom, truth from the word of God, and to that individual, it sounds like foolishness. That's the judgment of God from having heard the truth time and time again and rejected it. It results in bad decisions. Look at Mark's gospel in closing. I want you to notice Mark chapter 8. We are endeavoring in this series to pattern Jesus' ministry. And I'm here encouraging us tonight. Don't have a hardened heart to the truth of the word of God. And I love our testimony time because I feel, especially as we, you hear the testimonies that individuals are, we are challenging one another in truth. We're challenging one another to hold fast to God, hold fast to the word of God, stay in the fight, be aware. And that's what Jesus did in his ministry. Look at how he challenged these disciples. And by the way, don't, be, don't feel like when you're being challenged that you're being discouraged or the intent is to, it's to help us to stay Hold our hand to the plow. Amen? Look at what Jesus did in challenging his disciples. 
You've heard this story before. In verse number 14 of Mark chapter 8. Now the disciples had forgotten to take bread. Neither had they in the ship with them more than one loaf. And he charged them saying, Take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the leaven of Herod. And they reasoned among themselves saying, It is because we have no bread. Now when Jesus knew it, he said unto them, Why reason ye because ye have no bread? Perceive ye not yet, neither understand. Have ye your heart yet, what? Hardened? Having eyes ye see not? Having ears hear ye not? Do we not remember when I break the five loaves among five thousand, how many baskets full of fragments took ye up? They say unto him, Twelve. And when the seven among four thousand, how many baskets full of fragments took ye up? And they said, Seven. He said unto them, How is it that ye do not understand? Jesus was saying to them, You've seen me do stuff before. You've seen me. I'm giving you an analogy that doesn't even relate to food. And you hear me talk about leaven. And you're wondering, it's because we didn't bring any bread. Jesus says, Come on, guys. I mean, I've been with you long enough. You need to have learned this lesson by now. And when it comes to ministering to people, oftentimes people don't take challenges well. You realize that? We got to be willing to challenge one another. You know, especially when we ought to know better. Listen, you can have a young believer comes in, young in the faith. Listen, you realize that, that there's a young believer, a baby in Christ. Some things they're going to stumble on. But listen, after you've been saved 20, 30 years, there's some things that you ought not to be stumbling and struggling with at that point. And you ought to be willing to be rebuked, man. Come on, I got to be doing better at this point. Amen? Amen. Jesus challenged these disciples. He says, listen, the reason why you you somehow haven't gotten this, it got to be you must have hardened your heart. He says, if you don't grow in wisdom, you're going to decrease in wisdom. And I'm telling you, it's a troubling thing to see individuals who are walking with God lose ground spiritually. He says, Jesus says, even that you which you have shall be taken away. Turn with me finally to Romans chapter 1. I want you to notice this. and uh, This is the final text I want you to see. I just want us to understand the great responsibility that we have in hearing truth time and time again. Don't ever let your heart grow cold. Don't ever let your heart grow hard to the things of God. Romans chapter 1 is a tremendous passage that shows the devastating effects and consequences of not taking truth, holding fast to it. Just look along as I read these verses in verse 18 to 22. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. Look at this. Who hold the truth in what? In unrighteousness. It's talking about people who, who hear the truth but in spite of the fact that they hear it, continue on doing that which is wicked. Because that which may be what? Known of God is manifest in them. For God hath showed it unto them. 
exposed to truth. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Truth has been revealed, has been manifested. Because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their, look at this, Foolish heart was what? Darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. I wish people would be as concerned with losing wisdom as they are concerned with losing money. Jesus is admonishing when it comes to this matter of understand that there are principles to hearing truth there's what you hear you are accountable for whenever you hear truth whenever God reveals his heart, his mind respond to it let your heart be tender let your heart be soft don't reject truth time and time and time again he says when you receive that truth you acquire wisdom, not just based on hearing. Knowledge puffeth up. But when you respond in obedience, guess what? God gives you wisdom. But when you reject wisdom, when you reject truth, even the truth and the wisdom that you have will be taken away. That's judgment from God. And I pray that we will be a people whose hearts are sensitive, tender, responsive to the word of God. Wisdom comes from God. Amen? And God says, if you lack wisdom, let him ask of me, and I'll give you in abundance. God doesn't give us just so that we can pile it up. He gives us so that we can apply it to our lives, put it into practice, and watch it work for his honor and for his glory. You and I are responsible for what we hear.